For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. Wow. Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming to your house, being with your people, and have you meet us in your house, transforming us and changing us and making us what you want us to be. We ask you today to please have mercy on us. Open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you very much. You are all welcome again to our Victory Secrets service. After a beautiful swollen Sunday last week. How many were here last week? Oh, everybody. How many were not here last Esther, you're not here last week. Your hand is now coming up. Hey. I'll pond you after church beer. <laughs> but it was great and we thank God for helping us to see what he wants our church to be like. Would you like your church to be like that? Or it's too big? It's too big, eh? It's nice, isn't it? I think the feeling is very good when you're in such a service. Even for me, I feel like a man of God. What a blessing. Today I want to preach on the underground church. So turn with me to Isaiah 37 verse 31. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. The remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. So there is a depth you have to go and a height you can attain. Every tree you see that is big has roots that have gone deep, deep, deep down to anchor itself in the earth so that the breeze cannot easily blow it down. When you see a tree that has fallen so easily from the root, it means that it was not deep in the ground. So the small breeze was able to blow it down and take it down by the root. So the Bible says that there is a remnant and I believe we are in that remnant. Remnant simply means that 
a group or a, a category and he says they will take root downward and bear fruit upward may that be our story in the name of Jesus even in building a building if you want to go very high you have to go very deep any building you see has a foundation and Jesus gave us a little insight into building when he said that two people building one is wise one is a fool and he says that the wise man put his foundation on a place that was rocky rocky and if you know anything about buildings when you are building in a rocky area it takes a long time to even dig deep to get to a bottom where you can lay your foundation but the foolish man he, he, he found a, a sandy soil very easy to dig within few minutes you've dug all your foundations are dug and you are ready to lay your foundation in the sand but the bible says that there are some elements in this world he talks about the rain that comes down he talks about the floods that come up and he talks about the winds that beat upon every house and when those things are happening and your foundation is not deep in the earth or in the, in the Lord, I would say, you find your building starting to shake. Yes. And then over time, it crumbles or it, it falls down. And so Jesus said, but the wise man, his house is, the foundation is in the rock and, and lays it on the rock. So it is anchored in the earth and is anchored on a rock. So when the rains come down and the winds, the floods come up and the winds beat upon the house, it still stands firm. Are you listening to me? And so the higher you want to go in any building, you have to think of the depth you have to go. So those of you who are who want to stay in a three a three story house your foundation will be different from somebody who is just laying a foundation for a shiponchu like a, how do you call those type of houses eh a one story is it one story a bungalow a bungalow <laughs> bungalow yeah so um in a similar vein the church of God is a building the church of God is ascribed as a building you are God's building I believe it's in 1st Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9 you are God's building yes for we are laborers together with God ye are God's husbandry ye are God's building you are God's building say I'm God's building Yes, we are God's building. And I, I think another scripture is coming to my mind, and it's in First Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. He says, Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood. But that, that part is very important. To offer our spiritual service acceptable to God. But ye also as lively stones. So you are not static stones. 
and immovable or immobile stones you are lively stones because there's life in you but he says you are stones we are still stones that he says that we are lively stones uh, we are built up a spiritual house so the church is not just you know what you see spiritually we are a building I mean the building most people say the church is the building but the church is it's just the house the building the church building itself is in this building so you and I are building the Bible says that we are lively stones so each of us is a piece of the stones that are used for that spiritual house is somebody hearing me and so similarly if a church is going to be a mega church it must have a very solid underground church a super mega church that you see must be a church that also has depth and goes deep and the foundations go deep and what are the the foundation of a building is often the part that you cannot see okay is that on tv Oh, and if you are welcome, you are back from your sabbatical. <laughs> God bless you. It was good seeing you on that side of the of the ocean. It was beautiful. God bless you. One day you also be on that side of the ocean. I'm talking about America. Yes. You don't have to say you if you say you be there, be there. Because if you are local, it's not a problem. And if you are international too, it's also a blessing. So the part of a building I think is even the most difficult and painful part. More of painful because often the pain of building is in the foundation because you can pour a lot of concrete and you don't see anything coming up. Doctor, am I saying the right thing? Yeah. When you are building, hey, you come, they say 100 bucks. Then they say they want another 100 bucks. But what did you do with the other 100 bucks? Oh, we poured it here and here. He said, ah, here and here. And you have not even come up. How did you pour it? Of course, there's a lot of theft in building. So it is always advisable to build faster. And be there yourself from the morning. And, and when you are not there, and they say they have used 100 bags, how will you even know? Uh-huh. But a lot of people just say, oh, I've given it to a contractor. Oh, a certain contractor is building for me. Sometimes they will use very, very cheap material if you are not there. So you have to learn. And when you see people building, go and pass by and ask questions. So that you learn a little about building. Because they can... And then when you build faster too, you save a lot of money. And then you prevent a lot of stealing. I, had a, I, I learned it from my bishop. He said to me that it's better to build faster. When you build faster, they have a shorter time to steal. (laughs) It's it's wisdom for somebody here, I tell you. It's a shorter time because it's like if you leave your cement in the storehouse for weeks, it's like, oh, I'm waiting to buy iron rods. Then don't buy the cement. If you are waiting to buy, don't, don't buy it yet because when you keep your cement in the storehouse for weeks, by the time you actually start building, you are almost one third of your cement left. 
And even while they are building, they'll be tossing some over the wall. If you have a wall. Yeah. It's like that. Ghanaian artisans are like that. They, they are always finding ways to just sell off your cement to somebody else or even use it in their own homes. So while they are building for you, they are also building. So one cement for, three cement bags for you, one for the Libra and the one for the Macy. So before you realize, he has built one room with your own that you haven't finished. It's good wisdom for somebody. Yeah. So it's painful when you are laying the, 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 the substructure of a building is the under where you don't see. And if you look at this, this our building here, I'll tell you that you may see only tiles and you assume that tiles are on just the screeded floor. But I tell you, before we pour the concrete to, to actually do the slab, eh, we had to buy a mesh like the whole of this 90 by 45 meter ground has steel mesh. You understand a mesh? Like a net. You, you buy iron rods, one, 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 and you, you tie them in a net together to lie on the whole floor. Yes, because we want you to have a solid structure to dance on. And that part, you will never see it. When you see a building, and there is a lot of money that you don't even know where it is going. Alright? Now, spiritually, Bible says that we are living stones or lively stones built, we are built a spiritual house. And the higher a building goes up, the deeper the foundation also goes. And spiritually, the the church must have a deeper root downward so that it can be mega upward. Are you listening to me? And the substructure of the church is the cell groups of fellowships that uh, everybody is a part of. Everybody is a part of a smaller group. I was telling some, I was asking somebody that um, last week we were here with a lot of people on this side, on that side, the whole up to, up to the lobby with more chairs. These chairs that you see here, we arranged them in a way and added more. Hey, it was not easy. When I was here Saturday night, I, I said, Father, only you can do this work because the chairs were locked. As I looked at the chairs alone, I said, Hey, the chairs, I told Bishop Asu, the chairs are a lot. Pa. <laughs> hey, but God did it and God blessed us. To Him alone be the glory now and evermore. Yeah. So I was asking somebody that, do you like a church like that, like a big church that you are a part of? Or it's too big? Eh? So no, no, no. The church can be very big, but it can also be very small. Because every mega church can have a small cell or can be, is made up of smaller cells. Smaller, smaller cells. And now, I want to um, relaunch or launch or re-establish or establish our fellowships and cells so that everybody can feel a part of a big and a giant thing. 
Yes. Is it a good idea? So, today I have just two points that I want to give to you before I, I, I sit down. And that is that, number one, the underground church is a cell-based church. It's a cell-based church. And the cell we are calling a fellowship. Macarius Area Fellowship. So whichever area you belong to, you must find yourself in one of these. It's a cell-based church. And why is it important? Number one, it was the pattern given to Moses through Jethro, his father-in-law. It was the pattern given to Moses by God through Jethro, his father-in-law. In Exodus chapter 18, let's start from verse 13. Exodus, uh, am I allowed to come down? Okay. Exodus 18, and we are starting from verse 13. Yeah. Exodus 18, and we are starting from verse number 13. He says, And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from the morning unto the evening. And when, his, when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Now, if you remember, um, the people were in Egypt, people of Israel. Do you remember? Pharaoh, Egypt, Moses. Moses killed somebody, ran away, was in the wilderness. Um, God appeared to him. God said to him that he should what? go back and deliver his people and then there was a lot of miracles and signs first his staff was it was laid to the ground swallowed up all the magician stuff and he picked it up again you remember those things if if you have if you are you have watched moses there's a cartoon moses if you just please you you didn't get a good childhood get it and watch it cartoon children's things it helps you to educate yourself in these type of things because some of you didn't go to a proper Sunday school so some of these small small stories basic bible stories you don't know them uh-huh. so I'm advising you can go on YouTube you just type Moses it will come then you choose the cartoon one don't choose the film choose the cartoon that one is easier to understand because it's for children from time to time you must be a child so that God can teach you some things yes Prince of Egypt cartoons. Yes, it's very enjoyable. And it, it, you, you, you see that they have actually reenacted the whole thing very beautifully. And, and it's also, because it's a video, it's not reading. It's easier to watch and listen. And then uh, you, you'll be, and then if you use YouTube, you can always rewind if the English is too much for you. You slow it down. Yeah. You can even slow down the talking. 0.5. It will go, no, it will be talking slower for you. So that the brothel doesn't go too fast. Because some of you, when the English is very fast, you can't hear. <laughs> anyway, so Moses now brings the people through the Red Sea. You remember the Red Sea? 
and then they arrive after the Red Sea. They are journeying to the promised land which was called Canaan. So on the way, you see, so Moses now has this large nation that is walking with you. A nation that is walking with you somewhere. I mean, it's not even you, this crowd that is here. If you are walking with me, let's say we are going to school junction or we are going to, it will take a long time. Some of you will be going to buy water. By the time you come, we have left you. Oh, some of you want to use the washroom. Some will, will, some will do number one, number two. I mean, it's very difficult to carry a group of people that includes women. A lot of women and children I mean if long ago I stopped going to church with my wife longest ago because I don't want problems that's all I, I, I want peace but you you like this me and my wife I sit in the front she's on the right and we are going together so every morning there's tension as you are even in the service hey because they are different from us and a woman has to do her hair. You don't do your hair. Do you understand? You just take a comb. Rrr, 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 you are gone. And some of you who don't have hair there, you just move. Even the ladies who don't have hair, they still have to do their hair. They don't have hair, but they have to do a hair on top of their hair. And that one also takes time with polishing of the face, you know, concealing some of the holes that are in the face. You know, leveling some of the bumps that have come. Oh, you bring problems. So, if you are going to wait for your wife to go to check together, take, call the motorbike guy and go ahead and leave the car for her. Do you understand? And she doesn't drive. It's your fault. Your wife driving is not a, 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 a something for astronauts. Taxi drivers who have not been to school where they drive. It's not rocket science. Everybody should learn how to drive, even if you don't have a car. It's a basic skill of life. Swimming and driving, you must learn it. Because some of you, you are going to get a car and you will know how to drive. So I'm telling you in advance, learn how to drive. It's coming upon your life in the name of Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> beautiful so anyway Moses now had to he had this it's called the church in the wilderness in Acts chapter 7 Acts 7 it was described as the church in the wilderness verse 37 this is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. So, this is Stephen preaching about Jesus. And he was telling the people that this person that you are persecuting me about, this Jesus, is the one that Moses talked about. He prophesied about him. That a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel who spake to him in the Mount Sinai 
and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. This is the one that when Moses was in the wilderness, in the mountain, um, is it Mount Sinai he calls it? Sinai. That's where he received the Ten Commandments. And he's saying that the Jesus that he's talking about is the one who was there that who gave Moses that thing. Jesus was talking about. So Jesus is God. Just one of the things that makes you see that Jesus is God. He went to meet God in the wilderness. And when Moses was there, he gave him, he wrote the Ten Commandments with his finger in the plaster of the slab. And then he gave to him to go down. When he got there, the people were worshipping idols. So he broke the first one. And then God asked him to come again. Then he gave him a second one. This is that who was in the wilderness with our fathers. This is in there. And he says that this was he that was in the church. You see, so as Moses was with the people, maybe they saw themselves as the Israelites. But actually, God sees them as a church. It's a church. And I'm also telling you that you are a church. So in this church... Moses sat down from the morning till the evening doing counseling. He was counseling people. He was sorting issues out. He was solving marital problems. I mean, theft issues, land cases. I mean, from the morning till the evening. I don't think we even have time to eat. So verse 13 says that Moses sat down from morning till evening and he was judging the people. Verse 14. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou hast thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone? And all the people stand up by thee from morning unto the evening. Hey. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me. And I judge between one and another. And I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Thou wilt surely wear away both thou and these people that that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Hearken now unto my voice, I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to God word, that thou mayest bring the causes of... I think the English is very complex for some of you, so I'm going to use easy to read version. He says... This is verse 17. But Moses' father-in-law said to him that this isn't the right way to do this. It is too much work for you to do alone. You cannot do this job by yourself. It wears you out and it makes the people tired too. Now, listen to me. Let me give you some advice. And I pray God will be with you. You should continue listening to the problems of the people. And you should continue to speak to God about these things. You should explain God's laws and teachings to the people. Warn them not to break the laws. Tell them the right way to live and what they should do. But you should also choose some of the people to be judges and leaders. Choose good men you can trust. Men who respect God. Easy to read. I don't think they have it. That's why I'm reading to you. 
But you should have it. Eh? But you should also choose some of the people to be judges and leaders. Choose good men you can trust. Men who respect God. Choose men who will not change their decisions for money. Make these men rulers over the people. There should be rulers over thousand people, hundred people, fifty people, and even over ten people. Let these rulers judge the people. If there is a very important case, then they can come to you and let you decide what to do. But they can decide the other cases themselves. In this way, these men will surely will share your work with you and it will be easier for you to lead the people. If you do this as God directs you, then you will be able to do your job without tiring yourself out. And the people can still have all their problems solved before they return home. So Moses did what Jethro told him. Moses chose good men from among the Israelites. He made them leaders over the people. There were rulers over a thousand people, hundred people, fifty people, and ten people. These rulers were judges for the people. The people could always bring their arguments to these rulers. And Moses had to decide only the most important cases. Hallelujah. I think it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. So, you see right here, the pattern that God gave to Moses in the church that was in the wilderness. And he practiced it. Because a large group can never, never, never be managed as a large group. And that is why, as a church, you must, we must also take it seriously that we can't have just one big showman bishop man of God who is the main person every Sunday everybody is coming to see him every day people are coming for consultation for prayers for laying on of hands for, for, for saying bye bye when I'm traveling and, and, and say good, uh, God bless you as you are going and so on we must be able of course there will be times like that but there must be a division of all of us a large group like us into smaller pieces so that somebody can be in charge of tens somebody can be in charge of hundreds somebody can be in charge of fifties and somebody can be in charge of thousands is it a good idea and all of us who are in the church must submit ourselves to the one who is leading the ten and the one who is leading the fifty and the one who is leading the hundred and the one who is leading the thousand. But there are some of us who say that if it's not Moses, I'm gonna go. Well, if Moses is the one that I'm following. Do you see? And 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 Jethro advised Moses that what you are doing is not good, it's not a good thing to be in a church that you are just part of only the big structure, you are just in the superstructure. Today I'm urging you to join the underground church, the substructure church, the one that cannot be seen, but it is very, very real. Now, we all know what happened when the pandemic hits, isn't it? When the pandemic hits, we couldn't come to church. But to the glory of God, we had a system where we could meet even through technology we could have services with a larger group and then we could have smaller meetings 
with the with the substructure church. And once you were under you were part of the church in the underground, you were all right. You will hear messages, you will you hear preaching, you will hear you'll be part of prayers, your Christianity wouldn't die out. And there are some people today who have not recovered because they never joined the under church, the underground church. And 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 so when we went we were locked down and we couldn't meet in the super church like the big church. They, they disappeared. Their Christianity has dried up. Many of them are not proper Christians. They claim that they are online, but they are never online. And they say, I'm online to just close you. But me, I'm not the one you are dealing with. God is the one we are all dealing with. And you must be part of the underground church so that you can benefit from it from the from it when even we can never meet and i remember saying those days that there may come a time i didn't even know that there'll be a a lockdown i was standing here and i was saying that there may be a time that we may not be able to meet together i didn't know at that time even the the pandemic what we call pandemic it was not here it was in china we had not even seen one case in ghana not even one case i said oh I mean, I was just preaching, similar preaching about getting involved in God's work and being part of the church. And you see, the songs that are intentionally chosen to remind you that you want to bear much fruit, you want to be uh, bear much fruit. And the second one was what? Dare uh, bolder programs. Yes. And yet, last week we did a bolder program. Last week we did, it was a daring of a bolder program. Yeah. Yeah. So, the underground church is the church in smaller cells. We, we, we call them fellowships, but the generic word is cells. Am I, is that generic the right thing to say? Generic word. I, I, keep, I hear people saying it, so I'm also using it. Is, it. is it a good word? Generic. Covers. Yes. When I said you didn't even know what it meant, but now that I'm, I'm explaining you, I now understand it. Yeah. So, be part. If you are listening to me on Sweet Melodies or Dofopa FM, or you are watching on Facebook, or you, or you just chanced upon this broadcast, I want to encourage you that if you are part of a church, don't just come to the church in the large masses when it is moving. You must learn to be part of the fifties and the tens and the hundreds and the thousands are you listening to me yes so through this preaching we are going to share all of us into smaller cells based on the area where you live do you understand Tella, you are you are where chado yes we must have a cell and several cells there are several people who live in chado we can start a cell. And what is a cell? A cell is just a small... Let me just... I've written it down. Let me just... Um, a, a cell or area fellowship is a small group me- meeting of members of the same church which takes place during the week in a house for the purpose of fellowship, Bible study, prayer, evangelism, and the showing of love, care for one another. It's fast, isn't it? Yes, you can listen to the message after. Yes. And by the glory of God, no matter what happens in this life, you see, if you look at the church that is in 
China or the church that is in Russia, I think even up till now, Russia is not so open to the gospel. Can't have church so openly. But there are churches there which you cannot see because actually the term underground church it began from those areas. Because it's like you can't meet openly, so you have to go underground and have meetings. So even Bibles, they share the pages. You memorize chapter 1 of Matthew. You are chapter 2. So if the pastor comes, there's no Bible. When they are going, there's nobody who's holding a Bible. But when they see you holding a Bible, you may be arrested, you may be tortured, and it will not be easy for you. In the days of the communist rule, when the, the com- communism was very high, I mean now they sort of, they say they have uh, abolished it, isn't it? But it's still there in a way. So gospel is not so open. But in those days, if you carried Bibles to Romania, to Bulgaria, those areas, Russia, those places, you'll be arrested, you'll be tortured, you'll, you'll not even come back. So the church existed. But people are chewed chapters. Today when they say even John 3.16, you can't even know it. But in the underground church, oh, pastor will come and say, today my message is on Matthew chapter 5. Then chapter 5 will stand up. Then he will give you chapter 5 and recite the Beatitudes. And then the pastor, based on his recitation, he will preach the word. Hey! Oh yes. Because a church is not just the large group you see, like Jethro said to Moses, you can break it down so that you can lead them and there will not be too much for you. So only important, like matters that are so high, of course there are matters that are too high. Eh? God's power, I don't expect if you are, let's say, uh, 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 what do you call that, you are counseling people who are going to get married. Now you yourself, you don't have a beloved. You yourself, you have not. You don't understand what it means. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Or people are maybe like the group you are, you are, be, you belong to, or you are the head of. When you are leading them, then they say there's a marital quarrel. Then it's like, let me sort it out for you. Those are matters that are too high for you. You have to refer them to the bishop. Yes, these are weightier matters. Yes. So. You, you, you should be sitting down when they bring such a thing that, oh, this one there, I have to go and see Bishop about it. Because, but there are cases you should be able to handle. I'm, I've struggled to have quiet time. You should be able to teach them how to have quiet time. Do you understand? When I sleep, I can't sleep. Bind the demon. That one you can bind. Do you understand? Um, I'm believing God for visa to travel abroad. You don't have to bring them to a visa to travel abroad. You are also anointed. If you are a leader of 10 people or 5 people, in fact, the Bible says that where 2 or 3 are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So I believe that a cell can be as little as 2 people. Wow. Oh yes. And 2 of you stand and you start. You have started. And 2 will become 4. 4 will become 8. 8 will become 16. And of course, at a point, you shouldn't have a large cell. It will become almost also the same thing because now a big thing that you can't manage so after 10 or 12 you divide have a new leader for one two leaders so one person who starts a cell can become and that's how the human body grows doctor am i saying the right thing the human body grows in that way please yeah it's a proper doctor surgeon don't worry 
Yes, it started just two two cells. One from the male, one from the female. That, that's a you that you were born were only two cells. One from the male, one from the female. And it starts multiplying. Yes. Yeah, and with that, it since that, a, a baby, uh, yes, a boy. yes, the organs start forming the and then forming. everything fall in place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. But simplifying, if it goes further, you'll be confused. Yes. So it's enough. I, I hope you understand it so far. Yeah. So the person, the you, the human body, just one made up of your father gave an egg, your mother also gave, then you came, then you started to multiply, 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 then organs. Then this cell, one, organs came, then the heart came, boom, 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 boom. So at a point, they checked the baby's heartbeat. Hey! Wow! Too powerful. That's God's work. The same way that the body grows by cells is the same way a church grows by cells. So when you are not part of a cell, you see that even you can't function well. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to do anything. You don't know how to be part of anything because you are not really a part. And that's the devil deception. And today we are breaking the devil deception and releasing you into your God-given role. Tell your neighbor that me, I'll be part of this cell thing. This cell, this cell thing, this cell thing. Number two, it is the pattern for building and sustaining the church. It was the pattern for building and sustaining the church in the New Testament. When I finish my points, I'm going to finish. Yeah. It is the same pattern that was given to the church. Do you see? In the New Testament. Remember, we looked at the church in the Old Testament. When Moses was leading, he was their pastor. And then he was leading them in the wilderness. And you see, even without a building, it's a church. They were moving from place to place, but it's a church. Yes. Mm. In the New Testament, if we look at Acts chapter 1 verse 15 when the church was born in the upper room the bible says that in those days peter stood up in the midst of their disciples and said the number and said but the number was the number of names together were about how many 120 120 people they were in the upper room Verse 16 says what? And men and brethren, he said that men and brethren, this scripture must be fulfilled. Then they replaced Judas who had fallen off. Then on the, in chapter 2, that's when the day of Pentecost was fully come. The Holy Ghost descended on them and the church was born from that day. And then from that day, the Holy Ghost came on them. They spoke in tongues. Everybody in the area was wondering, what are they talking about? How come they are speaking so many different languages that they have not learned? Who are these people? What is this? Then Peter stood in the midst of them and preached the gospel and said, men and brethren, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel that I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters, your older men will dream dreams. Sons and will prophesy and those things. And then the Bible says that there were there, how many people got saved that day? Three thousand people got saved that day. So from one twenty, eh, 
in Acts 22 verse 41 then they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls hey 3,000 I don't know what will happen to this church if 3,000 people just walk into the church in one day but that is the word that God is giving to us that God will give us such an exponential growth you will experience it in the name of Jesus 3,000 were added so from 120 we see that 3,000 are added and then in Acts chapter 4 verse 4 he says that how be it many of them which heard the word believed and the number of the men was about 5,000 hey I don't know which type of church this is that it can grow, it can break out into massive growth like that. The Bible says that another time a, a, a message was delivered and then 5,000 people were added to the church. I mean that's a mega church. When we call for souls today to give their life to Christ, I don't know whether we even have 100. But they were able to get 5,000. You ask yourself, so how do they manage such growth? Because your church is now growing. You don't know what to do. Hey! Are you there still or you've gone home? And then in Acts chapter 5 verse 14, listen to another mighty thing that happened. He says, and believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes both of men and women. So it's like now, they are not even looking at counting. It's like the things are, the people have become so many that they only say multitudes. May we experience multitudes. As you are listening to me, may you experience multitudes in your church. Multitudes in your congregation. In the name of Jesus. So how do you manage this? The Holy Spirit gave an answer. The Holy Spirit gave them an answer. So the Bible says that in Acts chapter 2 verse 46, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart house to house house to house so he gave them the wisdom of meeting from house to house are you interested in the, in the bible yes. in acts 5:42 he says and daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ so in the temple and from house to house they never stopped preaching Jesus from house to house and the temple so now you see the division has become clear now there's the temple church there's also the house to house church so how come you come to the temple church but you don't have a house to house where you go to And that is what we are going to make you participate in. You are going to be part of it. It's going to be a great blessing for your life. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Yes. And daily in the temple and from house to house, the Bible says that they kept, they kept, they never ceased to teach and preach Jesus Christ so you go to the temple and hear about Jesus you go to the homes you hear about Jesus that means there was a church that meets in the big church temple and there's also a church that meets house to house house to house house to house say house to house house to house 
house to house, house to house, house to house, home to home. I'm part of it. I said I am part of it. Now, so, two things are required of you. Number one, we need people who will volunteer to say, I will be one of the leaders of such a house-to-house fellowship. I will be what? One of the leaders of such a house-to-house fellowship. And number two, we need people who will say, my home, my sitting room, or my porch, or my gazebo. Is it gazebo they call it? Or my what? Eh? Or garage, or, or pergola, or where else? Or my shop, or my garden, or my summer hut will also be a place where I can host such a thing. I can lead, I don't know how I can lead, but I can host. I live in this area. Do I have people who like to be leaders? Leaders, I want to lead such a group. Small Bible study group. I want to be part in my area. I would like to be a leader. Lift your hand, lift your hand. You are not a leader yet, but I would like to be a leader. Lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand. I'm a leader, but I'll continue to be a leader. Lift your hand, lift your hand in your area. How many would like to say, my veranda can be used, my porch can be used, my sitting room can, because some people, your sitting room can be used. But some people, your sitting room cannot be used because the sitting room is very posh and it has so many glasses and things. You go and bring people before your very precious artifacts you brought from Italy has broken down. And the church for Roma best hem and Yama. So yeah, so you don't have to let people into your sitting room if you are not even comfortable. They can just stay in you have a little uh, car pot. It's covered. We can meet under comfortably. You have a garden. There's a tree. Under the tree, we can put some chairs there. If it is raining, then we run to the porch. Finish. Is it a good idea? How many can say that I like my home to be a place where we can host such a thing? Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, all of you, these categories, eh, after church, I'm going to have a special meeting with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Macarius HQ in the homes, Macarius area fellowships, maps. It will be powerful. And what you see that where we, we have Saturdays, when we meet on Saturdays, you see that incense was rising from different areas of the city. Prayers are going up, word is being preached. People are being established and the work of God is being done. Maybe you have a shop. Maybe you have an office. Something say, oh, my office space. I can give the space. I, I, I can't, but I can't organize people, but I can give the space. And when you do that, you'll be like the Obedidom. Obed, I'm going to teach you on the benefits and the blessings of being part of this. You will see Obedidom. When they put the ark of God in his house, the ark of God that contained the presence of God. The Bible says that God blessed his house. Yes. Everybody recognized. And the Bible says that David heard that God had blessed Obedidom's house because of the ark of God that was there. How did he hear? I'm sure he must have heard that his children were being first in class. His children who used to be last, they were now first in class. His business, his wife selling business that used to be on a tabletop, they have now opened a supermarket. It's like, hey, what has happened to the house? The presence of God had come there. 
And when you house God's children, God's people, and God's presence is in their lives, it's on them. I tell you, more than the ark is in your house, the presence of God will fill your house and much blessing will come upon you in the name of Jesus. Let me just in closing give you some beautiful examples of house-to-house fellowships in the Bible. Are you there still? Number one. Ooh, glory to God. Is somebody there still or what? Acts chapter 12 verse 12. I'm just reading the scriptures after that we close. My time is even up. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, John Mark, where many were gathered together praying. What a beautiful thing for the house of John Mark. His mother housed the church of God and they came to the house praying there. Acts 16.40 And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. I like Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. Wow. Lydia. Lydia's home was also a place where brethren were meeting and they could be comforted there. May your home be a place where brethren can be comforted. Acts 20, 20. And and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have taught you what? Publicly, which is the temple ministry, and then also what house to house. So maybe you don't know church work, but this is how church work is done. It was it was the pattern he showed us in the Bible. Say, I, I am teaching publicly now, so you are here. A lot of people have gathered here. I am teaching you publicly, but I must be able to also visit your house to house fellowship. I must enter your house where there are brethren that have gathered there who are praying, and I will comfort them, I will strengthen them, I will encourage them, I will pray for them, I will heal some sicknesses and continue my journey. Oh, it will happen practically in your life. And once you are part of this particular work, God will bless you supernaturally. God will bless you supernaturally. Romans. Go to Romans. So, the term house to house, eh, do you understand, is what is known as, the house to house fellowships, is what is known as the cells, cell meetings, fellowship area, fellowships, uh, bus cells, even bus center eh, was supposed to have this type of flavor so that we meet in the homes first before we bus ourselves to church. In Romans chapter 16 verse 3, he says, Greet Priscilla, I like this one, and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks and to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, listen all, greet the church that is in their house. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Why can't we have a church in your house? When I moved to my, my house that was at, uh, what do you call it, New Botiano. I was there, was there peacefully enjoying my environment. 
and then some guy came to build his house. He was building his house. When he was building the house, before I realized, he had put up a mosque inside the house. Yes. You see? So when our brethren, the Muslims, can build a mosque in their homes and make other Muslims in the whole area come there to come and fellowship. We, the Christians, there, we say, and they are going to spoil their things here. They are going to spy our things and steal our things. You see? You see? If you think somebody will steal, just lock your door and put us in the garage. We will be okay in the garage. Jesus prefers, he will like the garage. Put us under the carport. Put us under your tree. We just meet under the tree and go away. We don't have to see your nice TV that your Samsung curve. <laughs> your Samsung curve. Yeah? And this your aquarium that you brought from China. Greet the church that is in their house. One day they'll be saying, greet the, the church that is in your house. Greet the brethren who are, oh, I say hello to them, my love to them. The other day when I came there, I didn't meet Sister Cecilia. Please tell Sister Cecilia I miss her and that she's blessed. I must be able to point to your, the church that is in your house. Clap for Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 16 verse 90. So you see that it's a common thing in the Bible. It happened in the book of Acts. It happened in Romans. It has happened in the in First Corinthians. It says, the churches of Asia, First Corinthians sixteen nineteen. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you. Salute you much. Just Salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. Hey. Priscilla and Aquila had a church in their house. Lydia had a church in her house. Uh, uh, who else had a church in his house? Eh? John, John Mark's mother had a church in their house. What are you saying? And now we see that this, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. So the church we talked about, now they are also sending greetings. It means that it was an established group that was there. It was an established group. So when he went to, uh, he, he talked about them in Romans. When he went to the Corinthians, he told them that these people are sending you their love. It means that they were there as an established group. There will be several established groups and area fellowships in your homes. Colossians 4.15 he says, salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphas and the church which is in his house. Nymphas also had a church which was in his house. Philemon, the last one. In Philemon chapter 1, let's read from verse 1. He says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy, our brother, and to Philemon, our beloved, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer. And to our beloved Afia. Afia or Afia. Is it Afia or Afia? Afia. Okay, this will be Afia. Afia is in the Bible. You think that it's not in the Bible. Only that they don't spell it the way we spell it. And Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church 
that is in your house. The Philemon, we are writing to you, and we are writing also to the church that is in your house. Hey. Not a fear's house. This one, a fear is, I think, one of the members. We are writing. Uh, uh, easy to read version says greetings from Paul a prisoner for Jesus Christ and from Timothy our brother to Philemon our dear friend and worker with us also to our sister Ephia sister Ephia <laughs> sister Afia Afia I think it's Afia yeah to Archippus who serves with us in the Lord's army and to the church that meets in your home grace and peace to you from God our father and the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah so this is the pattern we are also going to follow let the church meet in this temple in this beautiful temple but let the church also go to the homes let's meet in our homes let's visit our homes let's pray in our homes let's do outreaches through our homes let's win souls through our homes and let us lift up the name of Jesus in our homes and God will bless us and God will help and when somebody's house is hosting us you should be there and you should be part of it because you are part of the underground church yes hey some homes when you go you see that they have made it's a tea they they have tea oh some other home they eat kinky for fellowship they broke bread from house to house how can such scriptures be applied in our time they can be applied when we have churches in our homes how many are going to be part of this great work oh yes oh yes father look at the hands that are waving and lifted lord as we participate in the churches that are in the homes let there be a blessing over your people 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 in the name of jesus bless your church bless your people lord as we prepare to gather in our homes we have gathered in the temple but we want to gather in the homes lord let the members and the people you have chosen to lead to host to guide lord may they be anointed for such a work in the mighty name of jesus clap your hands celebrate the lord how many are happy about such an idea such a wonderful idea what a wonderful plan god is going to bless us tremendously it's going to be be part of it i was saying to some people be part of it i even shared how to give offerings by those days momo giving was not a common thing we started to encourage you can do momo we put a number okay so send two cities send five cities now to test how to send momo today momo is the main means of transacting business all across the nation it's happening everywhere happening everywhere we don't know what else is coming but whatever is coming we are in the underground church and god will give us victory day by day throughout our days stand up on your feet please now if you want to be part of the group that will host i want you to come forward and if you want to be part of the group that will lead 
I want you to also come for I'm going to just prove you very quickly and then we end the service. Come quickly. Come quickly. Walk faster, please. I know you are coming for prayer, but walk faster. Thank you. I want to host. I want to use my veranda. I want to use my porch. I want to use my gazebo. My summer hat. My, my, uh, what are the other ones? Pergola. Pergola. Hey, pergola. Wow. My carport. I want to use it for God. I want to host God in my house. You want to be one of such people. Yes. Lift your hands. Father bless. Look at our hands. Look at our hearts. Our hands lifted are representing our hearts to you. Father bless everyone. And as we launch into this wave, we pray for your blessing upon this work. Because without you, we can do nothing. We are opening our homes. Let there be safety in our homes. We are opening our homes. Let there be stability in our homes. We are opening our homes. Let there be prosperity in our homes. We are opening our hearts. Let there be prosperity on our lives. I pray for everyone that will lead your people. I pray for grace. I pray for anointing in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, those of you in front here, I know that you come for first service, but for this very important exercise, um, okay, maybe I can meet we can meet them after church, right? My conference room is it big enough? I think it's big enough. It's big enough, but my conference they have not put enough chairs. I used to have hundred and six chairs. They have reduced me to only forty because of the pandemic. But now pandemic is no more. So please put my, my 106 chairs there still so I can host a large number of people like this. Is it a good plan? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord favor. Even the step you have taken to even be part of this work is a blessed step. You are blessed already because you moved. And may the Lord help you in all you do in Jesus name. Amen. But at 432 there's a training going on for all leaders who want to be leaders of this thing. So you, you after the service, just come to the conference. I'm, I'm sure they will fit, right? I'm sure we will fit. I don't think we are 106 yet. When I look at you, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 52. <laughs> God bless you. Please take your seat. Go back to your seat, not, not take your seat. Yes. Keep standing. If you are here this morning, maybe somebody invited you to the church, but you are not a born again Christian. I want to help you. I want to guide you so that you can be born again. And one day when you die, you can go to heaven. But more importantly, in this life, you will live for Jesus and you will serve him for, for the rest of your days. If you are here today, you want to go to heaven, you want to be a serious Christian, you want to be a proper Christian, maybe you are a backsliding believer, you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, wherever you are, please lift up your right hand, I'm going to pray for you. Lift up your hand. God bless you, God bless you. Lift it up high, lift it up high, lift it up high. If you have lifted your hand, come to me right in front here. Come running, come running, come running. Please come, come to the front. I want to pray for you. It's calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will 
saying on last week when I was praying for the people to give their life to Christ I brought a little boy if you remember and I, I, I held him and prayed with him together yes afterwards somebody sent me a clip of a celebrity son 10 year old boy 10 years he doesn't believe in Jesus like there's no God doesn't believe in the Bible has not read the Bible before. Hey, I was saying that. Wow. Look, no matter how young people are, we must take it very seriously to bring them to Jesus and teach them the Word of God. Because with such a foundation, I don't know the future of such a boy. I don't know what he will become with such a foundation. Small boy being interviewed on radio and talking such big big things that even grown-ups would be afraid to say he was saying it freely i don't believe the bible doesn't believe in jesus or anything it's like hey 10 years old how old are you 15 hey football age or real age and how old are you 12 wow and how old are you 13. When I hear the number 13, I get excited because I was 13 years when I gave my life to Christ. Seriously. I was not joking. And how old are you? 13 also. 13. 13 is a very good number. 12, 13 there. Because 10 year old says, I don't believe in Jesus. Then 13 year old should be able to say, I believe in Jesus. Lift your hands. Let's pray together. Don't joke with this prayer. It's going to change your life. And from today, make this your church. And God is going to change your life. Say after me, Heavenly Father. Close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Please forgive me for all my sins. And wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, from today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Come into my heart. Come into my life. And be my Lord and my Savior. For the rest of my days, I will serve you. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name. Please write my name in the book of life. Write my name in your book of life. I belong to you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you see if these were from house fellowships or our area fellowships you will see that all of them are coming from some home fellowship somebody brought them from their home somebody brought them from their fellowship and 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 you see them being established in the lord who is going to tell them who's going to teach them who's going to help them to know jesus we are here we'll do it it's time for communion Thank you, Father. Take it easy, Take it easy. 
you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As we partake of this body, partake of this flesh, the flesh of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, let it cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let it cleanse us from all sin. Let it wash us every with whole. Let it wash us and make us pure in your sight. Let it overcome every weakness in our lives. Let it overcome every harassment of our lives. Oh, Father. His life is in us. May that life count for something glorious. Make our lives more beautiful by the blood, by the flesh of Jesus. Which we pray. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the blood. The blood of Jesus. your hand and receive a blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be merciful to you and gracious to you. May the Lord bless your water and bless your bread. May you not eat something that will kill you. You know, it's something that will hospitalize you. May the Lord deliver you. Father, we thank you for the blessing of this great communion. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Clap for Jesus. It's a nice church. It's a church you should clap in the church. Now it's time to give an offering. It's time to give an offering. We are here. We want to give an offering. Thank you, Lord. You have your tithe with you. Come forward. On the first day of the week, Paul writes, Let every man lay up in store. As God has prospered him. As God has prospered you. Lay a portion aside. To honor him. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise the father. Praise the son. Praise the Holy Ghost, ye heavenly hosts. Yes. May the blessing of the Lord remain with you as you honor him. May he never forget you because you have not forgotten to recognize him as the source of your life. The Lord bless and help you. Whatever is a harassment in your life that makes you, that is a concern, that makes you so concerned about something in your life 
May God step in and wipe it out of your life. Whatever is that concern, the Lord help you. Whether it's the marriage, the Lord help you. Whether it's your child, the Lord help you. Whether it is your relationship, the Lord help you. Whether it is your job, something about your job, a confusion between you and your boss, it is ending today in the name of Jesus. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy. Do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.